Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life. Encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends. How does God take a boy who grew up as one of nine siblings under the watchful care of a single mom in Barbados become the church relations director in Boston for a national corporation? This is the story of Reverend Basil Yard. It's a story of God's miraculous provision, including raising rabbits, along with cultivation of a musical gift that blesses people to this day. As Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar with wings like eagles. We pause here, as we typically do at the beginning of our show, to remind you, dear friend, the reason we have the Good Life program is to lead you closer and closer to Christ, to Jesus, for you to know the one who loves you and knows you, no matter what you're going through, what you're facing, however tough things might seem to be. Dear one, there is always hope in Jesus, in Jesus who loves you so much, he died on the cross for your sins. He shed his blood on that cross to wash your sins away. He was buried, yes, but he rose again on the third day. And today the living Christ who who touched the heart and life of Basil Yard is reaching out to you. Will you turn to Jesus? And if you already know the Lord, I believe you're going to be encouraged. Reverend Basil Yard grew up in the West Indies before going to Bible college in Trinidad, where he graduated from West Indies School of Theology. He pastored Abundant Life Assembly in Barbados. He's the Director of Church Relations at Salem Media Boston and Senior Elder of Final Thrust Kingdom Community. He's married to Marion E. Blades. He has two sons, Basil Patrick and Brandon Paul and they have three grandchildren. Reverend Basil, welcome. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Dr. Danny. It's a pleasure to be here. What was it like growing up in the West Indies? Mm, You just shared some things that stirred some emotions that are really, really deep. From my childhood, growing up in abject poverty, having a, a life that was hard, really hard, being one of nine siblings raised by a single mother. Our father had ran off and left her when the ninth child was born. And um, we had a very difficult life. My mother, my grandmother, and the nine of us lived in a little hut, a little bigger than this this studio room. And um, I remember as a young boy, though, my mother loved the Lord very deeply, very dearly. And people would laugh, at least some of them, as they watched us go to church every Sunday. My mother made sure that we were in church. We had no shoes. 
we we scarcely had clothes. I literally wore the same shirt and the same pants every year, every day or every Sunday to church for a whole year at one point without shoes. But my mother made sure that we were there. I remember in the morning, every morning, having to wake up at five o'clock and we sat around in a circle on the floor and my mother would light the, the little oil lamp in order to see the Bible to read for us and she would read the Bible and then she would lay her hands on each of our heads. Every morning, religiously, she would lay her hands on our heads and she would pray for us and bless us. And then she would take up her hoe and go off into the fields to work. I remember those days as though they were yesterday. I was saying to a lady this morning that God works all things together for good. The good things and he works with the bad things and the, the difficult things in life with the easy things in life, but he works everything together for our good. One, because we love him, and two, because we are called according to his purpose. And he's always working out his purposes in our lives. I did not know back then what God had in store for me. What was your mother's name? Phyllis Yard. Phyllis. Phyllis. And uh, my mother... One of the things that I remember so well about her is that I have never seen another man. My father was away from her, I believe, for about 15 years. And I've never seen another man in our home or standing up on the street or anywhere with my mother. The only men that I've ever seen her with was my two uncles. Uh, they would come around at times to see how we were doing or to bring things for us. And a lot of the people in the neighborhood would would ask her, why don't you divorce my, Aubrey, he, that was his name, why don't you divorce him and, and get another man to help you to raise the children? And my mother would leave them without saying anything, and she would go to pray. I remember many times hearing the sobs and I would follow the, the, the crying and I would find her down in the canes kneeling holding on to a hole and praying oh God send home Aubrey to help me with the children I, 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 I want you to, to to share more with us as you speak from your heart and I know that we'll, we'll talk about some miraculous things that that the Lord has done in your life but in this moment in a moment of reflection what do you think Reverend Basil when you hear this
as you hear that precious song and that marvelous gift, your thoughts, Reverend Basil. I think of the faithfulness of God because he is faithful. I'm here from a child. As a matter of fact, from birth, I was not supposed to be alive. So from birth, he's been picking up the pieces, not only going through a life of poverty and <laughs> when the Lord spoke to me about going to Bible college, I, I didn't even know what it was. So I dropped out of high school at the age of 17, left Barbados and went to Trinidad to go to Bible school. And after six weeks, thought that I had made the greatest mistake. And there he met me and turned everything around to the extent that when I left the Bible school, the Bible school was owing me money. Uh, but throughout my life, God has been faithful. He's been, he's, many times I made a mess of it. And, uh, and he would pick up the pieces and put them back together. I loved to hear you sing that, picking up the pieces, a song from the, from the 1980s. Yes. Reverend Basil. Well, it's my experience. Your experience, your part of your testimony, well, we're, we're just getting started here. And when we come back, let's, let's, let's go further. Let's talk about the miracle working of God. Yes. You're listening to Reverend Basil Yard. He served as assistant pastor at the People's Cathedral. He's the founder of Abundant Life Assembly and president of Basil Yard Ministries. He's been in pastoral and evangelistic ministry for nearly 50 years. More with Basil Yard, finalthrust.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, famously beneath the barren sky. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a program that was born out of prayer. The Spirit of Christ guides us through prayer, empowers us through prayer, and provides for us through prayer. There are mighty things that the Lord is doing in the Northeast, across the United States, and around the world. Would you like to be a part of God's work through the good life with Dr. Danny? Visit drdanny.live. Dr. Danny invites you to join his prayer team. Each month, you will receive a letter updating you on some of the behind-the-scenes developments, prayer requests, along with a devotional that Dr. Danny writes to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Join the prayer team today and make an eternal difference in people's lives. Visit drdanny.live. 
That's drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Well, here it is. It's it's one of those things. you got to watch this now. <clears throat> people's lives. There are, are, are high points in people's lives, but make no mistake, it's often in the valleys of life. Those things that go on behind the scenes that Perhaps we don't even want to talk about right away. There might be a bit of shame. There might be a bit of embarrassment. But it's often in those moments, in those valley moments of life, that things become lush. Our hearts become open. Things become verdant and green. Are you in a moment like that? Are you in a struggling moment? Well, I've got word for you. Words of hope words of inspiration. You're listening to the Good Life radio program. Reverend Reverend Basil Yard is with us today. You can find out more about his ministry at finalthrust.org. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of the last segment, you can get this program. It's a podcast available for you at drdanny.live. Reverend Basil, when you hear the word miracle, how does that relate with your story? Mm. When I hear the word miracle, I remember the words of the doctor. He said that I will never walk again. I was going to be paralyzed from my arms down. He said that I would never have a voice again because of the particular surgery and how they had to do it. I was in disobedience. I was running from God. The Lord had been speaking to me about uh, resigning the church in Barbados. I was the second highest paid pastor on the island. I pastored the second largest church on the island. I had a very affluent life and lifestyle. And the Lord said to leave it and come to America and prepare for a new season of ministry. And I hated America as a place to be. I had never spent any more than two weeks in America at a time. And I fought it for one whole year. And then on the 19th of January, 2002, my wife was chiding me, if you're a man of God, we should be obeying God. We should be doing what God says. And I turned to her and I said, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm not going to America. Half an hour after, I left home to go to play squash. And on the way to play squash, I was a very avid squash player at the time. On the way to play squash, another car met me at a road junction and hit me. They said it was about 75 miles an hour. Totally demolished my car. The impact snapped my neck. My neck came apart at the fifth vertebra. I was conscious enough in the hospital to see what the doctor was showing to my wife. He showed her an x-ray that showed my spinal cord exposed. And he spoke to her about how they were gonna have to put me in traction to bring back the bone over the spinal cord. But he also said that I would never walk again. They were gonna keep me alive, but I would never walk again. So after the surgery, 
I wasn't fully paralyzed. I was partially paralyzed. I had no life in my hands. I had my feet were like rubber. I had constant tingling in my arms and legs. Slightest movement of my head would send this terrible grinding sensation down through my body. I was in hospital for four weeks. So when I came out, my wife got on the phone and she called the Wagner Leadership Institute. She thought I was going to die, so she was prepared to get me into the place where God had been instructing me to go for over a year. She brought me to America. I, I, was, I could barely carry myself behind her. I couldn't hold anything. The doctors had said I, sh I must not hold anything heavier than a, a little bottle of water. Otherwise, I might compromise the surgery. And she took me to the Wagner Leadership Institute in the very first day that I was there. Dr. Peter Wagner saw me shuffling going through the World Prayer Center. He called out to me and said, Hi there. The Lord just told me he's going to heal you today. I want you to come and see me at the end of classes. So I went and found him at the end of classes. He called all, there were over 100 people, pastors, studying apostolic and prophetic ministry at the Wagner Leadership Institute. He called them together and told him, come and see what the Lord is going to do. He told me he's going to heal this man. He put me to sit down. And he reached up and he touched the side of my head. And he spoke to my body. The words that he spoke, I remember as though I heard them yesterday. He said, in the name of Jesus, I command your skeletal system to come back into alignment. And I command healing in your body from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And my body vibrated for about five seconds and settled down. And I was totally healed. I moved my neck. There was no sensation. I held the brace with my hands. And for the first time since the surgery, I felt clearly with my hands. I stood upon my feet and they were firm, as firm as they are right now. I was totally and completely healed by the power of God. Moments <laughs> that are just miraculous, remarkable. Words are inadequate to describe but here you are. Here you are, whole and well and vibrant, being used yes. by the Lord. This is a very vital time, I, I believe, Basil, for, for prayer. Yes. For prayer for someone today. We can't answer all the questions. We can't figure it all out. I think of the New Living Translation version of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for his voice. And whatever you do, wherever you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. But I, I sense in this moment a time of prayer for someone who may need healing. Yes. A touch from God. Will you pray? Yes. Pastor Basil, Yes. Please. Father, I pray for that person who is listening to this program right now, and they're hurting, they're in pain. Maybe they have a broken limb. I pray especially for that one, Lord, who the doctor just told them that they do not have long to live because of cancer. Lord, I pray that you will reveal yourself to them as the God of miracles. Would you, by the stretching forth of your hands upon their lives right now, change everything that Satan is seeking to do in those bodies? 
in the name of Jesus, I speak healing to this one. Let healing virtue flow through their bodies right now and make them totally and completely well. I declare in Jesus' name that every plan of Satan against this child is reversed. Let there be a reversal of those things that are happening in that body. In the mighty name of Jesus, I give you thanks and I give you praise for total and complete healing and restoration. Amen. 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 Let's listen as the Lord continues to move. Basil Yard, the ministry of song, the ministry of healing. Healing rain is coming down. It's coming closer to this old town. Rich and poor, weak and strong, it's bringing mercy, it won't be long. Healing rain is coming down, it's coming closer to the lost and found. Of joy and tears of shame are washed forever in Jesus' name. Healing rain, it comes with fire, so let it fall and lift us high. Let us return to the mercy seat where time began. For in your eyes I see the pain come soak this dry heart in the healing rain. For only you, the sun.
from the album Crushed But Sweetly Broken, 2007, Basil Yard, Healing Rain. This is a, a time, uh, what is God doing? What are you sensing? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? The touch of the Lord. When we come back from our break, you're going to hear more from Basil. Yes, he experienced the miraculous touch of the Lord. His life has continued. His ministry has grown. He is impacting hundreds of thousands of lives throughout New England and other parts of the world. The healing rain, the touch of God. Consider what God can do in and through your life. Basil Yard, FinalThrust.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life famously beneath the barren sky Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a program that was born out of prayer. The Spirit of Christ guides us through prayer, empowers us through prayer, and provides for us through prayer. There are mighty things that the Lord is doing in the Northeast, across the United States, and around the world. Would you like to be a part of God's work through The Good Life with Dr. Danny? Visit drdanny.live. Dr. Danny invites you to join his prayer team. Each month, you will receive a letter updating you on some of the -the behind-the-scenes developments, prayer requests, along with a devotional that Dr. Danny writes to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Join the prayer team today and make an eternal difference in people's lives. Visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. Evangelism can be likened to an exquisite pearl necklace. In order for the necklace to be complete, Each pearl is carefully strung on, one at a time. Only after the last pearl is strung will the clasp be attached. Most people are convinced that the apex of evangelism is in being that figurative clasp, leading someone to trust Christ. In reality, there would be no need for a clasp without any pearls being strung. Which is more important, the pearls or the clasp? They all are. Not everyone can be a clasp all the time, but in evangelism, you can always be a precious pearl. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Yes, Reverend Basil Yard migrated to the United States in 2002 to study in Colorado at Wagner University. He came to Boston to start life over at the age of 50. Healed, touched by God, a miracle man, but today continues to share the love of God with others. This is the Good Life Radio program. You can find out more about Reverend Basil Yard at finalthrust.org. Again, that's finalthrust.org. When did you discover, Basil, that you possessed 
the gift of a singer? <laughs> My mother has nine children. She said, we were all delivered by a midwife. When we were born, the midwife tapped all the all children on the buttocks and they cried. She said when they tapped when she tapped me that I began to sing and I've been singing ever since then. <laughs> but seriously, as as long as I can remember myself, I have been singing and I I enjoy. I don't think I sing enough. I I I I I talk a lot, but some of my greatest days of ministry were when I I just sang. I, all I did was sing, and uh, and I've seen I've seen people come to Christ while I was singing. I've seen people healed while I was singing. I've seen I've seen all kinds of miracles take place while I was singing. You mentioned Marion brought you to America. How did you meet? We met in church at a youth rally. We were just children, 19 years of age at the time. And um, I was a Bible school student on home from vacation. I'd gone back from Trinidad to Barbados. And I attended this youth rally. And during the youth, uh, at the end of the youth rally, she came up to me and said, young man, when you're finished talking, I would like, like to have a word with you. Uh, and we've been having words ever since then. Uh, she wanted to actually tell me about her friend. We had a, a friend, one guy, a friend in common, and uh, she wanted to talk with, about him and allow me to know that, uh, that he told her about me and so on. But that's how we met. You talked about your ministry uh, before coming to America, pastoring a, the second largest church. How did you sense God's call to serve as a member of the clergy? I felt the call of God when I was only 17. I was 17 years old. I was studying to become a mechanical engineer. I was going to high school, but also studying to become a mechanical engineer. And um, I, I had to do special uh, courses in trigonometry. I had to walk. I would travel on the bus, and when I get off the bus, I would have to walk for about a mile and a half to the place where I was doing these special lessons. And the, the road was a little narrow path between these canes. And very audibly, one evening, I heard the voice of God saying to me, Son, and that's all it said, Son. And I was scared. I took off and I ran as fast as I could because it was strange to me. But I got into the clearing, and again I heard the voice say, Son, would you follow me in full-time ministry? And I knew that it was the voice of God. I knew very, very clearly. I remember the story of Samuel, and I, I, I responded, Lord, why would you choose me? And I started to give all kinds of excuses as to why, why not me. I, I wanted to grow up and make my mother proud. I wanted to earn money. And back then, I had heard that the best two professions to be in was that of mechanical engineer or an accountant. You, you earned a lot of money in Barbados at the time. So that was my pursuit. But that evening, uh, I'm going to try to make the story short. That evening, the, the guy who I was doing lessons with 
at the end of lessons, he said, Basil, you ever thought of going into full-time ministry? And I was upset, really upset. I went to church that night. It was a lady service. I sat right at the back, and the pastor's wife was preaching, and she stopped in her, during her message, and she said, there is somebody here. The Lord is calling you, and you've been saying this, and, and you've been saying that. And all the excuses that I gave to the Lord that evening as to why I would not go into ministry, she enumerated them. She spoke about everything. That was the night I ran to the altar and I, I surrendered. And I said, yes, Lord, I'll obey you. I'll go. And uh, I, I got ready for, to leave Barbados to go to Bible school. As I said, I had no money, nothing. Um, but that in itself was an amazing journey, a really amazing journey to Trinidad, uh, to Bible College. I spent three years there and um, then graduated and went to become the assistant pastor at the largest church in the island of Barbados. You've continued your ministry here. We talk about final thrust, your ministry as a senior elder of Final Thrust Kingdom Community. You're also a radio speaker of the Final Thrust radio program. You also serve as director of church relations at Salem Media Boston. Why do you believe God has you serving so many thousands in this season of your life through Salem Media Boston? Let me say this, that when the Lord sent me to Boston, I knew absolutely nothing about Salem. Um, I, I knew absolutely nothing about anything. All I knew was that he said, go to Boston and help me pure the way of the Lord for come revival. So I came to Boston to help me pure the way of the Lord for come revival, but I didn't know what that entailed. And one day, someone said to me, uh, that means that you're either going to be on the radio or you're going to be on television. So the same time, a, a young man passed by, and he said, and if you're going to be on the radio, you need to talk to that man. So I, I ran and met the man, and I told him what was said to me, and he told me, I can't help you to get on the radio, but I, I can put you in touch with someone who might be able to help you. And he, he gave me a number. It turned out to be the number for the general manager of WZE. And uh, I came here, and, uh, and the Lord miraculously opened the door for me to be here. Then on the first night that I was appointed uh, in a position here at the radio station, that very first night, the Lord woke me up about 2.30 in the morning and told me exactly what I was supposed to do here. I was supposed to serve in any way that I could serve, as long as I had time to promote what God is doing in the churches. So this became my base of operation. Salem is my base of operation here in, in New England or in America. And uh, it is from here that I am able to serve all the churches because Revival is coming to New England. Now, I don't know exactly what that is going to look like either. I, I've been doing a lot of things. I've been helping churches, helping pastors, encouraging pastors, promoting what God is doing, and so on. 
but I'm leaving it to him to determine what that revival is going to look like. Uh, but I do know that there has been some amazing things uh, have happened since I've been here serving the churches. This, this gets me thinking about the opportunity, the platform that you have. Going back to Peter Wagner, the moment of your healing there in Colorado, your spine is realigned. And you, mm-hmm. you, you get up and you walk out. Mm-hmm. When we come back from our break, Basil, I'm wondering if you, inside, in your gut, in your heart, something took place in you with relation to your commitment to mm-hmm. God. Was there a renewal? Was there a greater level of clarity? For you to be entrusted with the platform, mm-hmm. there is a depth of relationship that one could observe in the intangible realm. This is invisible stuff here. But I'd like for you to speak about that. Mm-hmm. Because someone may be in a broken place today, broken pieces in their own life, but may also be on the threshold of a breakthrough yes. in a new season, perhaps a season of revival. Yes. When we come back from our break, more from Reverend Basil Yard. You might be thinking, Danny, We were talking about things now, but then you're going back to the healing again. Dear friends, sometimes our lives, God brings us back to moments of reflection to reassess what he did, to reassess what is going on in us, to gain gain clarity of today. Faithfinalthrust.org. Stay with us. The road of desperate life, famously beneath the barren sky. Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A police officer found a girl crying on the sidewalk one day. What's wrong, he asked. I'm lost, she said. Do you have your parents' phone number, he asked. No, she said. What about your address? No, she began to sob. Suddenly, she stopped, and her eyes brightened. What happened, the officer asked. I remember, she said. There's a church near my house. And at the top of the church, there's a cross. Take me to the cross. Take me to the cross. Because when I see the cross, I'll be able to find my way home. My friend, if you feel like you've lost your way, turn to the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Will you turn to Jesus? Open your heart to Him and find your way home to God. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. 
Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. Listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life. All right, today. I want you to write this down, check this out, make it a point to go to finalthrust.org. Again, that's finalthrust.org. You can find out about the ministry of Reverend Basil Yard. He is the Senior Elder of Final Thrust Kingdom Community and radio speaker of the Final Thrust radio program. And before our break, I was mentioning that he is also the Director of Church Relations at Salem Media Boston. So go to finalthrust.org. Reverend Basil, going back to the moment of your healing, you always, that's a touch point Mm -hmm. in your life. Yes. What happened in you? your heart, your gut, in the way you responded to God? Well, I knew that God will never have to speak to me twice about anything again. He tells me to do something. It doesn't matter whether I see how to do it. I, I, I don't reason it out anymore. I just move to do it. I say, Lord, he says jump. I say, Lord, how high? I'm ready to go. So when he sent me to, to Boston, I, I wanted to say, Lord, why not Florida or Georgia, somewhere that is warmer? Because I've been to, I'd been to Boston. It was really the coldest place in the whole world that I had ever been. But I had learned obedience. So we came. And I want to say this, that I've had many temptations uh, since I've been here to go after brighter things or things that might be more beautiful, but I have learned obedience. Salem is my base of operation, and I look forward to coming here every day. I wake up in the morning excited about life, excited about who I'm going to meet, excited about what God is going to do, because I know that every day of my life, I encounter someone on this platform that God uses me to be a blessing to, to bring courage to, to stir faith in. So I look forward to doing that. And I enjoy, when I was in Barbados, I pastored the church. We had, had grown to 1,800 members. We seated 2,500. Sometimes we'll have 3,300 in, in, in the building. Now I lead a small group of people, a little more than 30 We serve churches. We are a church that serves churches. They help me do what God sent me to Boston to do and what I do from this platform, the churches that I serve from this platform. They help me uh, to serve. I enjoy life now way more than when I pastored the church of 1,800 members. Remember we talked about someone that might be picking up the broken pieces in their own life. Is there a possibility for someone who is in that place to experience 
the kind of joy that you experience, the, the exuberance that you have, or, or, or something near that in their life. Uh, we need hope. Mm-hmm. People need hope. I need hope. We all need hope. But someone today might be struggling and asking you, is there a word of encouragement? Basil Young, mm-hmm. what would you say? My word of encouragement is don't quit. Don't ever give up. Because God, his word says, he causes all things to work together for our good. Right now, you might be going through a really difficult time. Things might not look good at all. But God is in the midst of that. We sometimes think that God is in the midst if things are going well and and we are full of joy and life is beautiful. I have learned that God takes the good things and the difficult things and he works them together for good. His purposes are good and that's what he is working out in your life right now. There is a song from the album Crushed But Sweetly Broken, that 2007 album, and, and a song that you, that you sang that I think would minister, it touched me. But perhaps in this moment, Basil, your ministry through song. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that doctor that gave you a pat on the back and you came out with singing. I believe this will minister to a dear person today. My friend, as you hear Reverend Basil encourage you. Yes, hold on. But here's the reason. Here's the reason. In Christ alone will I glory Though I could pride myself in battles won For I've been blessed beyond measure And by His grace alone, I overcome. Oh, I could stop and count successes Like diamonds in my hand. But these trophies could not equal To the grace by which I stand. In Christ alone, I place my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross. In every victory, let it be said of me, my source of strength, my source of hope. Christ alone In Christ alone will I glory For only by His grace I am redeemed And only His tender mercies Could reach beyond my weakness to my need Now I seek no greater honor than just to know Him 
my gains but losses to the glory of my Lord. In Christ alone, I placed my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross. In every Basil Yard, crushed but sweetly broken in Christ alone. Yes. Pastor Basil, as we close today, a dear one, pray a prayer of blessing. May the joy of the Lord be their strength. Please pray. Father, I pray for every person who has listened to this broadcast today. May you meet them right at the point of their need. May they find you as the source of their strength, the source of everything that they long for. May life change from this moment onward for good. Amen. 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 Pastor Basil, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Danny. It's been a pleasure being on your broadcast today. Hope-filled words, my friend, from Pastor Basil Yard, finalthrust.org. Look, God's timing is perfect. And there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And if you haven't done so, hey, I believe this is the perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Go to drdanny.live. I've got some resources for you there. To join our prayer team, partner with us financially, again, drdanny.live, and I thank you in advance. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Pastor Basil Yard, finalthrust.org. Until next time, along with my producer, David Nasora, creative director, Brian Torres, web designer, Shana Kusumoto, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast 
of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.